Hello, everyone. Happy New Year, cuties. Happy 2021 from yours truly, Malenstein at One Cute Drink. Welcome to season two of One Cute Drink. Oh my god, it is season two. (laughs) We had 21 episodes in 2020. And here we are, new season, new year, same cuties, but <laughs> we're going to be talking about other shit. Hello. Same cuties. Steen, how you doing over there? Oh my gosh. I'm doing really, really well, actually. Good. You're glowing. <sighs> Knock it off. <laughs> Tell me again. That rosacea flare up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, I'm doing really well. I'm having a great day. I get to hang out with my best friend. Um, not gonna lie, I had a weird week prior to this, but <laughs> ditto <laughs> didn't, to that. <laughs> but almost like, didn't we all in a sense? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm happy to know I, we were not alone. Yeah, but um, I'm happy. I'm happy to be back on the mic, and I'm just excited to talk with all of our friends that are listening. And yeah, I had a really good day today. I feel like I said this last episode, but I am hungover. So today's episode is brought to you by Bloody Marys. We are drinking Bloody Marys at 9 p.m. on a Monday evening. Thank goodness for Mal. I had to take a power nap before I came over, which was fine. And then Mal's like, actually, I have like extra vodka and gin at the place if you want to like come through. And I was like brilliant. And she's like, oh, we have like extra bloody mix if you want that or like pineapple juice. I was like... I'll say less, sis. Like, I'm coming away. So much Bloody Mary mix left over from my birthday because we didn't make any. I know. We're fucking stupid. So we have Bloody Mary mix on deck for a hot minute. Also, can I just say, the other day you <laughs> were inquiring about rubbing my little titties. <laughs> <laughs> you have yet to make them move. <laughs> Give me a titty. <laughs> oh, shit. She just shook them up. both. I went to the left one first. <laughs> and we decided what? They are maybe more on the medium side. I forgot. So I'm, I'm audio <laughs> message Mel the other day and I was like, ooh, and I can't wait to like squeeze your little titties. And I was like, not that they're little. And she's like, they are medium size. And I lost it. Like, I was. I know. To put them on the spectrum. I just wanted to remind you that you still had a major move. But you guys, she just did it live on the air. Another reason we should be on the video. Val, how are you doing? How was your week? Well, to. The weekend. Do you want to elaborate why your week was weird or it was just weird in general? Um, Anything particular happened? Nah. Okay, we need you. <laughs> um, well, I'll elaborate a little bit on mine. So, yes, right now it's Monday. I don't know the date, the 11th. So last week, yeah, last week, starting last Sunday, actually, which would have been like the third, just to give everybody a timeline. I don't know. I just started to have some weird emotions take over me where this happens from time to time with me as well, where I can get get into this feeling where I feel a sense of overwhelm where just the world we're living in just feels I mean feel like a hot mess and like that can just like take over my mind and like you did tell me a civil war was gonna break out on the (laughs) sixth I told you I was like be ready sis I was not ready it was part of the plan not my plan (laughs) not my plan no I knew something wild was gonna happen that day uh, just from other sources, and it did, of course, because 
uh, never seems to fill, but yeah, starting before that, just weird emotions, kind of just found myself in a dark place, and because it was the beginning of a new year, which is usually, well, it is very exciting. I am somebody who, like, loves, like, a new year, even though it doesn't really necessarily, things change, obviously, overnight, but it's just a fun time to think about what you want to do and accomplish for yourself and Mm -hmm. for the world, so just everything, like, was feeling so intense, and then that just led me to feel kind of really actually uninspired and we did that episode where you were going through kind of like a tough time in November and Mm -hmm. so yeah like last Monday we were going to record and I called you that morning and just asked if we could reschedule because oh yes which also I was having a really oh you were not good day that day also that's so wild I feel like you and I always end up being on the same page on the same page when it comes to yeah anything that we're trying to do we and like one of us will say it first. You're like, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> I'm so happy. Which you said I mean, that. I was I was willing and fully like prepared to record. But when you were like, can we just record a different day because I'm just feeling a little bit off? And I was like, oh my god, I had a terrible night last night. So I'm so happy that you yes. said that. And like, it all worked out. But it worked out for the best. So yeah, we took last week. Ended up ended up taking last week off. And yeah, my mind felt very scattered with all of these thoughts and all these emotions. It just went irate a little bit more. And leading up to this past weekend, Saturday, I did wake up feeling so much better. You know, like after you come out of something that like a darker place, you just come out and then you're like, oh, there she is again. And you have like an epiphany. Yeah. Oh my gosh. While we're on the air. Sorry to interrupt you. No, tell me. I don't have my phone. Oh wait, I do have my phone on me. Okay. So I took a picture of my, because, you know, like we talked about, well, you said, well, you told me that a civil war was going to break out on the 6th. (laughs) It's funny because also that day, like I was having a pretty rough day this day in particular. So I have a new planner slash like, like gratitude journal. And I took a picture of this because on January 6th, literally, and I don't know why, but on that day, it says epiphany on that day. Your journal says that? Yeah that she's showing me the picture right now of or not your journal your planner yeah it was like my planner slash journal but isn't that weird yeah that's wild because that day when we talked we were obviously talking about a bunch of shit but like I did find it very interesting because I was like looking at my journal because I was just like trying to write out some feels Mm -hmm. and then I looked at it and I was like holy fuck I was like it says epiphany on January 6th which I mean I don't know coincidence I don't know I think not. <laughs> anyway, I, I forgot to tell you about that. So. That's, yeah, that's very interesting. And I'll get into my feelings a little bit more in a second, or we both can, about what happened last week on that day and just kind of, I guess, our views on it so we can stay up to date with what's happening because, yeah, it's wild out there. Yeah, just to wrap up the week, I think the more that time has gone on with us doing our podcast, the more I feel like... I feel comfortable to be open about whatever we're going through because I've realized with listening to all the podcasts I love, like I love when they're so open about like the real shit they're going through because then it helps me realize that you're never alone in all those feelings. And so, yeah, that was just, I don't know. I was just going through it last week. I'm not really sure why, but I was and things got dark, but we came out over the weekend And yeah, Saturday I had just a really nice day. I took the time to have like a self-care day and did like the grocery shopping, cleaning of the apartment, bought myself flowers. I've never done that before. 
did a mask, the Love whole it. shebang. Love and it. And then last night, oh yeah, I was telling you this earlier, but I didn't finish. But last night I was laying in bed trying to fall asleep and I thought I was so tired. And then also my eyes just shot open. And it's funny, like you use the word epiphany, but right before I had been going to bed, I was looking through, sometimes I just love looking through old photos on my phone and I kind of started to feel this moment of sadness, which we're not going to stay on this topic for too long because I think we did a full episode on the sadness that I felt in 2020 about my like appearance and all of that. And then I don't know, like I was looking at these pictures and I kind of started to feel sad because sometimes I look at old pictures of me from however long ago or even a couple years ago and I'm like, oh, like I miss her, like I miss that body or whatever. And then I was about to go to sleep. So I wasn't looking at my phone anymore. And then my eyes just shot open. And all of a sudden, I just had this moment where I'm like, let's fucking go. Like, I'm ready to feel good. I'm sick of feeling so down in the drought. (laughs) Yeah. Like, just down in, like, feeling those feelings. Like, I feel like I felt that way literally for almost all of 2020. And then last night, I just had this moment. And, like, you mentioned earlier, like, an aha moment. Like, I truly felt it in my whole being last night and today like i woke up feeling so fucking sparkly and let's good. fucking go like let's you fucking are sparkly go. thank you ah <laughs> oh, shining so bright yeah it was a great moment and then i had a hard time going to sleep after that because i just genuinely felt excited for the future excited for myself and like felt good about myself and honestly just said knock it the fuck off. Like quit (laughs) feeling so like sad about yourself. Like it's annoying and enough is enough. It's been like a full year that like we got to go girl. We got things to do. And like, I do think get in bitch. We're going fucking shopping. We wear pink on Wednesdays. (laughs) (laughs) I love that um, now. Yeah. That yes. Queen, 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 queen. It feels really good. And obviously I know like, We'll still have bad days, but, like, it's just, like, enough is enough. It's time to get out of this sad little cloud that I have been in for a long time. And so I just wanted to share that with you because we recently – well, actually, yeah, our last episode was Body Talk. Mm -hmm. So we were quite open about a lot of things on that topic. And now I'm ready to be out of it because it's been a long time. We're getting cute, y'all. No, we've been cute. We're just remembering that we're cute. We're going to remember it, and we're going to tell ourselves that because what you say to yourself matters. Truly. So, yes, to touch on last Wednesday, January 6th, I don't know. I guess, yeah, some parts of me feel like should I tread, like, lightly because obviously a lot of people are very upset for a lot of different reasons, and everybody can feel however they want to feel. And I am going to be kind of open about how I feel about this situation and stuff. And I don't know how I, yeah, I don't know. Like, to be honest, I do feel like a little nervous just because I don't speak out on this stuff a lot because I think to some people it might just sound like a little out there or a little weird, but Mm -hmm. here we go. So I'm going to do it. (laughs) We're here for it. Okay. So I wrote a lot of stuff in my notes the other day because it just helps me with like when my thoughts are busy. So I'm just going to kind of pull from some of the stuff I wrote the other day. And um, I just feel like in these kinds of situations, what happened on January 6th, I don't really even know what to call it. A lot of people would call it, I guess, or a lot of people are calling it like acts of terrorism, riots, protests, all of the above. And to me, I just kind of feel like 
if we were able to take our political views and our emotions and our deep-rooted opinions out of these scenarios and to then start questioning when things don't make sense to allow ourselves to open up our minds to the bigger picture and take ourselves out of this small little box of division and chaos that they want us to stay in because when they keep us wrapped up in these emotions of anger, frustration, like feeling irate, I feel like that keeps us from thinking clearly and that's what keeps them in control. And then that allows them to keep feeding us the same thing over and over. And then God forbid you start to think clearly, start to think clearly for yourself and start asking questions to the stories they tell us that don't make sense. And if you're wondering who they is, to me, they means the elites, the media, and the ones in control, because I do believe they all work together, although it might appear that they're separate. I feel like they're all working together. And to me also, I do, this is just what my soul tells me in intuition, that the narrative is very obvious at this point. And there's a reason that they call it programming, because I think they can get us to focus all on this one thing, and that keeps our attention onto this one thing, programmed, programming. Last week, I just realized something that I think I've always kind of known, but I really realized it after the events took place last Wednesday and seeing everybody's reactions and emotions being like everywhere, you know, and I just feel like our energy really should be protected for how short our lives are and that we should not let these division tactics eat at us because it feels like an attack on our human spirit and that they've always been at it. And it feels like it's grown at a very intense pace this last year. And lastly, spending so much of our time with hatred, particularly with like politicians, and I don't even want to say anybody's names or anything, but I just feel like over the last, especially however many years, people spend a lot of their time with just putting out more hate into the world. And I get that these politicians can rile people up and I too have had my own moments feeling riled up by them, but they are moments and they're not days or weeks or years at a time that I let, I don't know, them take over my mind. And I see so many people that we're close to honestly spend so much of their time talking shit day after day. And the more you're putting out there, the more I feel it surrounds you. So Mm -hmm. I think the more hate you're putting out there, you get back. Yeah. And it's taking away from yourself and it's taking away from your own peace of mind. And and your happiness. Like Exactly. And that's really all I have. Like we can obviously go back and forth on it for a second if you want. But Mm -hmm. like I did just kind of pull from my notes and how I was feeling the other day. Like I said, I don't know if my voice sounds shaky. It feels kind of shaky because I do get a little nervous speaking out about things like this because I feel like it's not anything I'm ever seeing on Instagram. It's just everybody caught up in whatever they're caught up in. And so my Mm -hmm. opinion might feel like a little like, what is she even talking about? (laughs) No. And I don't blame you for feeling nervous. I think it's really great that you have all these like thoughts and that you're expressing them and you're not wrong. I agree. Like what you put out, you receive and it's, it can be hard. Like, and I know that, like you said, like these people in power, can have this effect on certain people and like I guess I guess because I personally am not fully directly involved I can't understand 100% and I'm not trying to be ignorant to the fact and I'm not trying to be I personally will not allow 
my personal happiness and my day-to-day and what I believe in and what I truly want out of this world, which is like happiness and joy, like rainbow, sunshine, unicorn. I think you and I can agree we have these friends. Mm -hmm. We love them to death. Yeah, it's like they put out so much negativity, especially on social media, because it's like, of course, we all have a voice on social media. But what what is the end goal here? Like, do you want to portray your anger so much that you just want others to agree and be just as angry with you and then you will create even more anger? Or are you putting it out there because you just need to express your feeling? You know, like, what is your actual motive? Like, do you need to be hyped up? Like, okay, yeah, you're pissed. I'm pissed too. Let's both be pissed and then we're both going to be assholes to somebody else you know exactly it's like i don't i just i don't understand maybe i never will actually i just choose not to understand because i would never put that type of anger or animosity or anything out there yeah if that makes sense no i I don't know if i'm making sense no it really does and i think maybe one of the reasons i get so nervous to speak out on how i feel but what i'm trying to take out of like what happened last week to me, like, it's not about one party or another party. To me, I see it as it's all one big thing and it's all fucked up. And like, it's kind of in a sense them against all of us. And like, when I said them earlier, I mean like the elites, the people in control against all of us, you and me are our friends, our family, like the people that aren't a part of them. Mm -hmm. And that to me is the bigger fucking issue because they're the ones who I think, yeah, that use these certain things. And like, I'm not saying what happened last week isn't real. I don't, but to me, I'm at a point in life where like, I don't fucking really trust any of it. And I don't believe some of these things sometimes that they keep wanting to feed us on the news, on repeat, on repeat, on repeat. To me, sometimes it is starting to feel like just a show and to keep us under their little spell of being mad about that one thing that we should be mad about. And then it just goes from there. And like, I don't know. Yeah. I get like, I don't know if I'm making sense when I talk about it out loud, it makes sense to me in my mind, but like, Mm -hmm. obviously I kind of struggle to like put it into my own words, but I think we can just end it on somebody else's words who is a very wise individual. Um, I don't know her, but I follow her (laughs) and I really like, yeah, I really like what she puts out there and it feels very aligned to how I feel. So she had this post earlier and just, it said, this is the awakening. The dark has come to light to be transmuted. All the hatred, fear, judgment, and lies, all the toxicity in people's minds and hearts. That's why if you're conscious, you have to hold the vibration of love, hold the light. Nature is processing it. And then she wrote a little something like, what does she mean by all of that? And basically everything I was just saying, I feel like it said so much better right here. She said, there is a war between good and evil, truth and lies, false control and freedom. So many things have been exposed. We are finally realizing just how defective this system is. The people that hold power and far from powerful, they have been controlling us for many centuries and the truth of the system we have been living in is coming to light. In order to hinder this natural process of awakening, they are trying hard to instill as much fear and division as possible. This is why no matter what you are seeing on TV or what your political views are, you really need to let go of the old. It's not about a party or a person. It's about the entire it's about the entire paradigm of division. As within, so without. The more you feed the paradigm, the more it persists, and the further we get 
from ourselves and destroy each other. Holy shit. I know. Wow. I should have just started with that. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is how I feel. These are my words. <laughs> right. To keep it pretty light, it's like, at the end of the day, don't we all just want the best for each other? And it's like, it's like shit like this. And this is why, like, I personally choose to not pay too much attention to the news because it's like, they're going to show you what they want to show you. Mm-hmm. And there's a narrative. And if they can get to you, you're going to choose to believe it and feed into it and put it back out there, which is fine if that's if that's your truth and that's what you want to be and that's what you want to do. But yeah, man, like I think it's like we should hold love in our heart always and pro- like project that out. Because at the end of the day, who knows what's going to happen? Something's about to happen and we we don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. I know. I mean, I'm not. I'm, like, I'm, I'm nervous, but I'm excited because, and I could be wrong, but like I feel there has been like a buildup for a hot minute since some point last year. And like I do think some shit is about to go down. And it, I mean, we've all experienced so much weirdness already. So it's like how much weirder can it get? I'm sure a little weirder, but like I do have a lot of, hope in my heart that like shit is about to turn around and for the good for the good like the light is going to come to us so let's get into today's episode yes thank you for hanging on with us and listening to that today's episode we talk about pressures of family environment social media outside sources that may make you feel like you need to reach certain goals, milestones, whatever it is it may be in your life. And we hope that it resonates with you. And we're so excited to be back and we love you. And thank you for just being with us. We love you guys so much. Thank you for joining us as always. And catch us on Instagram with this new episode and let us know what you think. Yeah, hit us up. Like I would say, slide up in my fucking DMs. Slide in real thick. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> love you. Talk to you soon. Goodbye. Cheers. We are under pressure. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I actually don't think that's the beat because I think that's the beat of You Were My Candy Girl. That's the same song, isn't it? I don't know. Wait. I was questioning that earlier because I <laughs> I was thinking Wait. about this episode and that song came into my head. I think they're I don't both. Know if people even like listening to us. Under so. pressure. Du, 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 du. You are my <laughs> candy girl. <laughs> Let us know if that is, it is the same tune. I think it's the same song. It feels like the same song. Because that's, anytime it comes into my head, that's how it goes. Oh my God. I don't know. And our microphones are the lollipops. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Actually, I think that was a great way to start it off. Um, speaking of being under pressure, today's Ooh. episode I wanted to talk about because... We, well, yeah, we got back from visiting our families for the holiday a couple weeks ago now, but I was having a chat with a close family member of mine, and it just kind of like put some things into perspective, and basically what happened was they had asked me how I was doing as far as dating and things like that, and I was like, oh yeah, like I have a boyfriend, I'm seeing this guy, he's great, blah, 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 and they say, oh, like, is it getting pretty serious? And I'm like, well, I mean, it's only been a couple months. And then they say, okay, well, 
what's your plan? Like, do you ever want kids? Like, you're running out of time. And that, like, triggered my fight or flight. Because TikTok, motherfucker. I, and I honestly, I looked at them and I said, you know what? No, I'm not losing time. First of all, we live in an age where I could literally be 65 and have a child if I have a child because they say, oh, like, don't you want children? And I'm like, well, yes, like, if the time's right and I'm blessed with a child, then absolutely yes. But right now, no. And they go, well, you're going to be 30. And I was like, I totally understand that. I'm well aware of my age. <laughs> I Last time I checked, uh, yeah, I am going to be 30 soon. I know when I was born. And that just you. kind of like, and I will say it was nice because it was in front of my parents and their daughter. Mm. And I had, and I said, you know what? Like my generation's different than yours, you know, because I'm not ready to have a child. And who says that I have to have a child at, by a certain time? And she had also said like, you know, you need to find your somebody like to take care of you and like all this stuff. And her daughter agreed with me, which I thought was nice because she's younger than I am. She's like a teenager pretty much, but she's very mature. And she was like, yeah, like generations are different. And it just kind of like put into my mind since when were we on a fucking timeline to get shit done? Like, I'm sorry. I'm living my best life. I'm happy. I'm dating somebody that I really care about. We both don't want to have children. We both aren't even thinking about marriage. Like, we're fresh, freshly dating still. Yeah, it's just like, getting into it. And then they bring up, like, to my dad, like, they were like, oh, you know so-and-so? They're my age, and they just got married. <laughs> they, and, and this is what I said, because she goes, she was 45. And I said, you know what? I would rather be in my 40s and marrying somebody that I adore and I'm so in love with than get married to someone now and then get divorced two years later. Like You said that to her? Yeah. Yes. And just like... I love that you... I love that you said that because... Right. And it's like... Right. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, I love you so much and I know you want the best for me and it's not your fault that you don't understand how life is for young adults in this generation. But like, I really was just like, and then it kind of like snowballed because it's not even just that, like that was kind of like the cherry on top. But like, even in years past, like my family members would be like, when are you going to find someone to take care of you? When are you going to find a husband that's going to like take care of you? When are you going to do this? It's like, I take care of myself. Hello. I bust my asshole. (laughs) I work hard. I pay my own rent. I pay my own bills. Like I do my own thing. I live my own life. Why is it not okay that I just take care of myself? Exactly. And the fact that, wow, this, yes, I'm (laughs) so happy we're having this conversation because it's going to spin into so many different things. Open up those tabs, baby. So many open tabs. But the first one, I'll just go down really quick because it was the last thing you just touched on. You are taking care of yourself. And so how, I guess, like, how are you not getting applauded for that? And the fact that you moved out of the state that your family is still in when you were 20 years old and you've lived here ever since. You do all of these things for yourself, by yourself. You live on your own. You make ends meet. You live your life. And yeah, you started to date somebody new and you're really enjoying each other and all these things. So it is wild knowing that family member, whatever their ages or whatever generation they come from is obviously just a different time. And But the fact that they're so focused on doing certain things by a certain age, which is a whole other topic that we can get into too, because I think there has been 
so much pressure on people from a very young age. And I think, yeah, we're coming out of it a little bit more now. Like we're all living, Mm -hmm. we're just living in a different time, which I think is really cool. And where we're like, we don't have to do things on a specific timeline, but people like that are still stuck in that mentality where she's like, I can't believe that girl just got married at 45 or a woman. Sorry. She's not a girl. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She was a full grown woman, adult. And it's like, who fucking cares? Obviously she didn't meet the right person till 45. So good on her that right. Like I respect she found the person. Right. And like, and I'll admit, I think that I too, for a while had this mentality that I had to hit these marks Mm -hmm. at certain ages because do you remember When we first moved out here, we were 21 and I told myself, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm moving out to Denver to find out my passion, find a career. And I'm, (laughs) and I, (laughs) sorry, Christine's, (laughs) I wish you guys could, that's why we still need to go on video. Christine's hand gestures as she was doing that were so like, put them to the man. I'm doing it and I'm doing it good. But it's like. (laughs) it's like when we moved out here you know I was like okay I'm giving myself two years when I'm 23 if I haven't figured out what I'm gonna do with my life I should probably move back to Montana damn then I turned 23 and at that point I had I mean we had been serving but at 23 I'd started bartending and so that was like a whole new thing for me and I was like Mm -hmm. holy shit I'm leveling up like I'm not just a server anymore. I'm a bartender, which in the restaurant industry, like when you're a bartender, you're like cream of the crop, baby, like top notch. So I was like, I'm moving on up. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, 23, bartending, making bankroll. And then I'm like, okay, when I turn 25, then I need to figure out my life. Well, living a life of bartending, the money's phenomenal. So I'm 25 now and I'm living my best goddamn life doing whatever I want, whenever I want, however I want with X amount of money dollar, dollar bills, and still y'all. paying my bills. So I'm like, dude, all right, tell I'm 27. When I turn 27, shit's got to get real. Got to focus, got to grow up, blah, blah, blah. And then that entire time, basically from like 23 to 27, I would tell so many bar guests like, cause they would ask me, where are you from? Are you in school? Et cetera, et cetera. And I would be like, you guys, like, I don't want to be a 30 year old bartender. Fast forward, like, yes, life changes, plans change, things change. And here I am approaching 30. And honestly, I'm so fucking happy. I still do whatever I want, whenever I want, however I fucking want with X amount of money. I look back and I was like, why was I so stressed slash like hung up on meeting these deadlines by these certain ages? It made me almost kind of like, I did enjoy the journey, but it's like, at the time, like the, that was in the back of my head. Like, you don't want to be a 30 year old bartender. You don't want to be a 27 year old girl working in a restaurant. And it's like, why did I become so accustomed or like almost um, groomed to believe and think that way? Because it's like, dude, I make more money. And that's not like to brag, but like, I know I make really good fucking money. Mm hmm. What is wrong with being a 30-year-old bartender? Nothing. And I think that not society anymore, but at the time when we were growing up, society, um, you know, like your environment trains you to believe that like, oh my gosh, like if you don't have a degree and if you don't 
have this nine to five or you don't have X amount salary, you're not good enough. But it's like, dude, I was on salary at one point and guess what? It was way less than what I'm making now. That I remember those times for you. And I remember not for me specifically, but for you, it was a little bit rough from time to time from what you were accustomed to making your bartending money. And then you went to that and you were like, I don't know if this is it. It's not really all what it's cracked up to be. I was like scraping by, Mm -hmm. which is weird because at the time I had roommates. My rent was literally pennies. Yeah. In in comparison to In the big picture. Yeah. It's like, and yet I was still like scraping by and stressed out about things. I'm like, dude, what? Just to say that you have this position now and you're making salary because going back to what you were saying, like how you were putting all these pressures on yourself, which I didn't know obviously that you were doing that, but that was something I actually wrote down for this episode too, where I haven't ever really felt pressure from my own family necessarily, but I've put pressure on myself. And I think it is because as we were growing up or what we see in society or on media, it's like, yeah, you graduate and then you, I mean, everybody knows the story from what we were told from our era of growing up, you graduate, then you go to college or you go to school of some sort, like you have to figure it out. And then as soon as you're done with that, then you have your career and then, yeah, you probably find somebody and then you get married and like the whole shebang. And so even though you might not have been thinking of those things, I'm guessing that's why you were putting all these random timelines on your life in your 20s that you had to just quit your job that you actually enjoy doing by a certain age, which I've done the exact same thing. And I was especially thinking when we were... In when we were in network marketing for a couple <laughs> years, I feel like that's when I really was putting pressures on myself because we saw so many young people making so much money and there was like millionaires in the company that were like in their 20s. And so I felt this crazy amount of pressure to be just like them. And we were like 23, 24. And I was serving tables at the time at different restaurants. So I would think the same thing. I'm like, okay, I'm going to quit serving tables by the time I'm 25 so I can be full-time network marketing. I will be a millionaire. Don't at me. (laughs) I literally thought, same. I was like, I I remember talking to my parents, just like a side tab. I was like, I'll be a millionaire by the time I'm 25. (laughs) You just watch mom and dad. You just wait and see. And they're like, all right. (laughs) They're like, for sure, honey. (laughs) We got your back. And they're letting us have our home home events in their backyard. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too, and just how I do kind of feel lucky in the sense where I haven't really ever had pressure from my family. I feel like I said that really weird. Pressure? Pressure from my family to, yeah, I I think you and I talked about this in another episode where our parents didn't really, they weren't the parents that were like, you have to go to college, you have to go to this college, you have to do this, but they supported it. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I think I ended up going to college for the one year that we went was because everybody around us, everyone in school was going to college. Yeah. Yeah. And like our teachers and your guidance counselors in high school are like, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? Right. Like you didn't want to be that person where they're like, so like what school did you go to or what school are you going to? And you're like, uh, um, probably not. Right. Like (laughs) Like, you want to be like, U of M, baby, or, like, MSU, or, like, go fucking Yellow Jackets. Like, catch me at Harvard. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, dude, I'm going to fucking the University of South North East West Carolina. It's like, all the above. But, it, and that's another thing I was thinking about, too. 
And I hope that it is changing. I want to start talking to my little sister about this more because she is a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly really like inspiring and cool to see. I feel like she has such a mind of her own. And I think that's how a lot of the Gen Z kids are. Yeah. But I do wonder if it is still the same in the sense at that high school where or in any high school where the pressure is you have to have your plan ready for when you graduate. And now thinking on it even more, how wild and honestly not very smart is it that we're putting pressure on children at 18 to think that they have to know exactly what they want to do. It doesn't make any sense. It's not very logical. Like It's really everybody. Like You need more time than that. And like if you do know what you want to do at that young of an age and then that's great, but a lot of people don't. And I think the pressure that we're putting on young kids or the pressure that was put on us to have it figured out, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yes. It's funny because I read this statistic not like actually a long time ago, but majority of college students change their major like at least three to seven times like throughout their four throughout their bachelor's degree. And then of course, like if you choose to move forward and like continue your education, that's great. But like, dude, yeah, like you are literally like getting pushed out of high school and then they're like, okay, go on and take a fucking <laughs> life. Like make it happen after you've just been living at home your whole life. You're right. a child and, it's like, and then all of a sudden you're just supposed to be thrown out into the world and like have it figured out. Well, look at like, I'm sure you've seen too, like these adults who are in their like 40s and 50s and they're like, honestly, I chose this career path because that's what I thought I was supposed to do or that's what I thought was the right thing to do. And then they find their passion. It's like photography or writing a blog or... Mm-hmm fucking organizing closets and then they so fun and then the they way. like choose their passions and then they're like holy shit like and then two years down the road they have a full-on career doing what they actually love and they're like i can't believe that i was a bank assistant for seven years and didn't even pursue this when i was 21 and now i'm like 30 and like holy shit like i not that that's wasted time because it's not because i think we all need that like aha moment yes to be like I need to do what I want to do, but it's like, and of course, like, I think money is an issue too. Like when you're comfortable and you have a legit job and your bills are paid and you are financially stable, it can be very scary to be like, okay, well, I'm going to give this up to try something that is not lucrative possibly. For sure. I think also, yeah, just speaking on this whole timeline thing and having to have things figured out by a certain age, which we don't. It's just something we've always been told. And I think there's, yeah, just the society standards, but I think that those are changing. And I saw your brother post this on Instagram, so mm-hmm. I screenshot it. And he posted it at the beginning of the year. And it was this post that says, it's never too late. Mm-hmm. And it has all these pictures of, okay, for instance, um, Reed Hoffman. I guess he started LinkedIn when he was 35. Or, who's another good one on here? A man named Gordon. We'll <laughs> love him. Gordon. <laughs> Gordon Derulo. He, <laughs> <laughs> he started Starbucks at 51. And I don't really think this guy's probably a great guy, but Sam Walton, who started Walmart at 44. <laughs> but, <laughs> not. The- 
I mean, he just keeps rolling back savings, so... <laughs> okay, so... You can't hate on that. <laughs> well, Sam Walton. I don't think that picture was recent either. I mean, I don't, think that picture, I don't think this picture was when he was 44. Let's just say that. But that's just such a great point. And the guy who started KFC, I guess he didn't start until he was 65, which is something... Colonel Sanders? Colonel... What is his name? Colonel? <laughs> Colonel? <laughs> look at it i know it's one of the colonel that is not look at it dude dude i know i know that's how you pronounce colonel <laughs> what the hell i don't know how true that is it's true where are the fat checkers <laughs> for this one it's true I don't know. Okay, the English language is fucked, but so it's not colo. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Yikes! <It's-> <laughs> Christine. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. I told you. Play it. Colonel. <laughs> I told you. Colonel. <laughs> you guys, she was fucking right. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Because I knew everybody always called him Colonel Sanders, but then I saw <laughs> your brother's post. I was like, oh, his official name is, um, unsure how to say it, but it looked like Colonel or Colonel. Very professional. And Colonel was like a nickname. <laughs> oh my gosh. What the hell? I'm so pleased. <laughs> well, thank God for him and starting KFC at 65 because that just goes to show we ain't on a timeline, baby. We are not on a time fucking line. Sorry, I feel like I'm saying the F word a lot right now. That's all right. I hope people enjoy our random singing as well. But, oh, man. It feels well, good to be back on the mic. I know, right? Uh, Goodness gracious. But, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, no timeline. And I don't know if it's because we grew up in, like, a smaller city where, like... <laughs> Because I'm shook. <laughs> I can't believe that's how you spell it. <laughs> I don't know if it's like growing up in a smaller city where like you're just used to families or people building families and like going off and doing like career-like things or like going to college and doing careers straight after. Um, I don't know if that just kind of like was drilled into our brains, but... I even, like, I think one thing, like, you and I noticed when we moved out here, we met some really cool people, and we both thought that they were in their late 20s. We assumed everybody was 25. Late 20s, yeah. Yeah. And I remember, it was, like, a random person, I think, but they asked something, and I said, how old are you? And they said, 35. And they were like, I am so focused on, like, what I love to do, and blah, blah, blah. I thought that was so cool, because that, to me, just showed... There are people out there that aren't just focused. <laughs> Colonial Mal here can't focus. <laughs> it just shows that there are other priorities in other people's lives other than just building a family, which if that's what you want, that's wonderful. Speak your truth, live your truth. But that just like w- isn't for me, and I'm still not ready to build a family. Like I can barely take care of myself some days. Oh, God, was that so true for myself on Friday? (laughs) I was very delusional. We, very delusional. Yes, that, no, I think, obviously, if I were to 
I guess, get pregnant at this moment in time, I would maybe take it as a sign that like, who knows, that's not going to happen. Let's just say that. Cause I don't, <laughs> no, I not, take the precautions for it not, not to happen. Cause I'm not ready. Neither of us are getting pregnant in 2021. No, it's just not my time. And yes, like if we are so lucky and so blessed to have children one day when we are ready for that moment of time, that will be a beautiful thing. And yeah, going back to, I think when you started this episode and your family, you being home for the holidays, it seems kind of like this is a reoccurrence that you've told me about for so many years. It goes into relation of another thing we're talking about, about just celebrating other things in life because it seems like there's only, I mean, we do, I think, how do I want to say this? I think that we do celebrate a lot of great achievements and successes throughout our lives, but I think the ones that get highlighted the most are, of course, when you're going to get married Mm -hmm. or when you're going to have a child, Mm -hmm. which those are very beautiful and great things and they should be celebrated. But you told me about, I think, a post you saw or your friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. And what, what did it say again? Yeah, so I don't, I can't remember like verbatim what it said, but basically it was like, why don't we hype up work successes or other life successes other than like, yes, of course, having a child is a blessing and something to be celebrated. Same with getting married. But this girl had made a post and she was like, I literally traveled 10 hours to go to one of my best friend's weddings. I went to her bachelorette party. I went to her bridal shower. I went to her actual wedding. There's so many parties for a wedding. I spent all this money to go to this thing. And yet when I got this like awesome certification i asked her to come to the ceremony that was 20 minutes away from where she lived and she didn't even come and it's like what what like we do all these things to and it's because we're good friends like we love our friends and we would do anything for them and i don't even know this girl personally it was just like an instagram post but it's like for you to do all these things for your friend because you love her. And of course you wouldn't do it unless you loved her. So of course she didn't mind. But at the end of the day, you do all these things for her and you just ask her to come to this like probably very small, intimate, no longer than 30, 45 minute ceremony to get a certification for something that you worked so hard on and your friend couldn't even drive 20 minutes to do that. That's wild. It's like, what? Like, where are our like loyalties and where is our brain at? It's like, Yes, of course, we want to celebrate you, but, like, why don't you want to celebrate my successes as well? Like, honestly, I was just telling Jay and Irina, let's have a fucking party for not getting pregnant this year. <laughs> like, hey. I suddenly was like, yo, we went 12 months without getting pregnant. Like, that's actually hilarious. Get- <laughs> because if you're somebody who, like Christine and I, who are not trying to do that right now, like... It is something, yeah, that we're, like, excited about. That's so funny. And going back to, yeah, that girl, the post, it was just a random stranger that obviously posted and it went viral. All of, I think, yeah, all of these things should be celebrated, but it seems as if, yeah, some of these events rank higher than others, which maybe in a certain way they do, but it is kind of like why is getting married and having kids, it always kind of seems like tops everything else. When somebody starts their own business or just try something new or I don't know, whatever that girl's certification awards ceremony she was having, like whatever that was for, how come those things aren't as equal or why aren't they celebrated as much or looked at as such a big deal? And then these other things are. And then with that, 
also is like what we were talking about with your family where, why aren't you married yet? Or why aren't you doing this yet? And it's like, why do I have to be even doing those things? Like, I think you and I both do want that eventually, but not yet. And if we didn't want it, then that should be fine too. Like it shouldn't be, I don't know. It just shouldn't have to be one way or the other. I think both should be fine. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I saw this other thing too, and it's, and I would have to agree. It's like, you ask me, okay, how's work? Are you making good money? Are you dating? Have you found a life partner? When are you going to have a baby? But like, nobody asks, how's your mental health? Are Mm -hmm. you happy? How are you doing, It's things like that. Like, and it's like, you know what? Like, yes, okay, maybe I'm not doing all these things or maybe I am, but don't you care if I'm just like happy? That is (laughs) honestly, at the end of the day, the bottom line, I think, of this whole conversation is, are you happy with whatever it is you're doing? Right. And that should be enough for the people that care care about about you. Or even the people that don't really care it, but they seem to think that it's their business to know when you're going to do all these other things. Right. And And it's like, all that matters is if you're happy with whatever it is that you're doing in that moment of time. Right. And I think like, of course, everyone's going to have their opinions and everyone has their own right to live their life the way that they want. But at the end of the day, are you paying my bills with your opinions? (laughs) Oh, that's a classic. (laughs) Hit them where it hurts. And and like, I don't mean to say that in like a mean or rude way, but it's like, you know, like I care about you. I I want the best for you. And if at the end of the day you're taken care of and you're good, then fuck yes, brother. I am happy for you. One side note, I feel like I'm just kind of going all over the place, but no, I feel like, yeah, this whole conversation, like yeah. we said, it just has so many different directions you can take it that right. all relates together. And it's like, I feel like kind of when we talked about all these celebrations that like have rank that it's like, okay, the, I, we feel like the ones that we truly celebrate are like weddings and having children. Mm-hmm. But I feel like kind of the move as of late that I've seen in the last few years is that people are really throwing the fuck down for divorces. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I I haven't seen that myself, but have you ever heard of that show called A Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce? Uh-uh. It's actually such a great show. There's like five seasons. Is that on think, like Netflix or something? Yeah, it's a good one. I have watched all the seasons, but... I do think, yeah, especially for those who have been in shitty situations and then you're getting out, fucking celebrate it. Yeah. yeah even if it's just a breakup, you should, we, that should be way more normalized. Right? I like, love that you brought that up. I thought, like, it's funny because, like, there, I just remember, and this was a couple years ago, I had a table and they were, like, going all out. Like, the girls brought balloons and a cake and, like, streamers. Oh, and wow. I was like, ooh. Was that like, girl really needed to leave. I was like, what's happening? They're like, our best friend got a divorce finalized today. And I was like, queens, okay. That's like, what's good? Like, let's have shots. And then, like, I've had a couple other similar situations. There's one story I'll tell you off the air. But, oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, it's like, that's cool, too. Like, if that makes you happy and, honestly, you are, like, so relieved and, like, you can finally, like, be free and do whatever, like, I don't ever wish divorce on anyone because I would never want that. But right. if it's the best thing for you and you, that will lead you to a truer and happier self, then like, hell yeah, let's celebrate it. Get dressed up. Come out. Get some fucking drinks. Get a fucking charcuterie board. Like, I'll light some candles. I'll give you bottle service. Like, whatever you need. <laughs> Sparklers. I'll let's sing, go. I'll sing you a song. Like, Ooh, are we sure? <laughs> <laughs> no, I really love that. And yeah, of course... 
of course, if it's a tragic situation of a divorce, like whatever, but I think there are plenty of divorces out there that happen where it should be celebrated because you got out and yeah, you're going on to live a truer and more fulfilled and happier life Mm -hmm. without that person. And I love that you witnessed a celebration like that. I I think it's just so cool and it should be more normalized because that is, it's really, I think can be, well, I already know how hard it can be to break up with a person that you don't want to be with anymore. So I can't even imagine how hard it is to go Mm -hmm. through with an actual divorce of getting yourself out of something that's not making you happy. And so Cheers to that. I love that they celebrated it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, tell me anything good and I'm down to celebrate. <laughs> Same. Like, if you're like, yo, I got the best parking spot in America today, I'd be like, do you want a shot? <laughs> anything <laughs> to get Christine to ask you if you want a shot. <laughs> the other day we were with our friends and we realized Christine's 30th birthday is this year. And I was like, oh my God, it's also <laughs> your golden birthday, July yeah, 30th. Yeah. And we were all about to do whatever. And you're like, oh, we should take a shot. <laughs> it's like, okay, of course. <laughs> Let's pretend it's your 30th already. <laughs> I Because it's funny because I didn't even piece together. I'm like, holy shit, this is my golden birthday. We, I know. I feel like we've never thought about it. 30 on the 30th. And honestly, I was like, yeah, like we should take a shot. Like that was ex- truly exciting news. Yeah, we had some classy tequila. And then the day went from there. And then... Um, <laughs> And then the day continued. That's But that story is to be told on another day. Yes, another day. Yeah, the celebration thing and how they seem to be ranked in our society, which of course all of them should be celebrated. But as most of you know, I've worked for myself for a hot minute. And I remember when I left the job that I was at to take on my business full time. And it's not a big deal because I didn't expect anything from anybody. But I do look back on that moment because it's been like almost five years or yeah, it's been almost five years. And I remember the person I was even dating at that time didn't really do anything special for me, which is totally fine. Like I really didn't expect anything, but knowing we were going to be talking about this kind of stuff today, I did look back at that moment. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, nobody really seemed, I don't know, just nobody really cared and it's fine. I still did it and here I am today. But yeah, it just kind of goes to show that people out there that go and start their own thing or whatever, I think a lot more people lean on the skeptical side. They're like, oh, are you sure? I don't know. Right. <laughs> Should you be doing that? And ins- on like, instead of kind of amping them up and being like, fuck yeah, like right. let's go have a drink or do it like just a little celebratory moment. And it might not be the thing that works out for that person forever, but I do think that is something as a society just be we supportive work on and be more supportive about people doing stuff like that. You know what I was just thinking? I remember when I went into management and it didn't last very long, but I do remember that on my last day managing, I was at work and then like you surprised me and then like Megan or like, I forget how it worked, but you guys came in and then like my friend Munch, who has was like my mentor at the time, like when it came to like being in the bar industry, he had like happened to pop in. I was like, oh my God. I was like, Megan's like over there. Like, fucking now like what's going on and then he's like let's catch a cute drink i'm like absolutely and we go next door and literally you guys had planned a happy retirement party oh my god i forgot i think props to megan i think it was all like her idea because it was a moment of you getting out of something that was not 
like fulfilling serving me yeah. and honestly being just like a stressful <laughs> time in your life. She's like, we need to celebrate Steen and that she decided just to not stick with it just because it might look better on paper and she's leaving. Like we should celebrate. I'm like, that's a great fucking idea. It was the sweetest thing. And like, I remember like looking at the table and there was like happy retirement, like little (laughs) um, placement cards and like centerpieces. And like, even though it wasn't an actual retirement, like it's just like little shit like that. And I'm like, and that was like, what, like four years ago. Yeah, so, just a little moment of time where all right, and it's like you, you guys take a leap of faith, and you guys celebrated me, and that was so yeah. beautiful and cute. Uh, <laughs> Shout out, Megs, we miss you, and that was really such a great idea. And just another thing that like doesn't have to be yeah. Going back to the celebrations, they don't have to be such a big life changing moment in our lives to celebrate. We should celebrate little things like that. Not saying it was little because you did take right. Like it could have been yeah, it was you had changed all the stuff in your life to take that position and then going back to whatever you wanted to do. Like you never know when you're kind of taking that leap, like how it will play out, but you just went off your intuition and I think any moment in our lives when we do something like that should get a little more recognition. Uh, yes, Queen. Yes, baby. Agreed. Wow. So on Instagram, um, a little while back, I asked people if they felt pressure to do people out there feel pressure to do certain things by a certain age or to have kids or to get married. And mostly everybody said yes. And then um, I'll read some of the responses that I felt like were a little interesting. One of them was, This person feels like social media causes them to constantly compare their life to others and where they're at, which I think you and I were kind of touching on earlier where we were kind of putting these weird pressures and Mm -hmm. timelines on ourselves in our 20s to quit our jobs at certain ages. Like even my little business I do now, I've told myself multiple times I'm quitting it by a certain age, not because I don't love doing what I do, but I just have other plans for myself. So But I've kind of stopped with that because it's just like it'll happen when it's supposed to happen, you know? Truth. Got to trust in it. And then uh, this person said they did feel this way at one point, but the healthiest choice they made was to mute all of that noise and to move at their own pace. I love that. Which I think is very beautiful. That is a beautiful way to say that. Um, This person also said that they used to feel that way as well, but then they've woken up and patience has been their best friend, plus the belief in their self to succeed at their own pace. So a lot of people being aware of just moving at, moving at your own timeline, baby. I like it. And then this last one I'll share was this person said in Montana, yes, everywhere else, no, meaning that I guess they feel that pressure comes from, I don't, I don't know if they meant like while they live there, they felt the pressure. And then because I know this person moved away from there and then when they moved away, they didn't feel it anymore, mm-hmm. which I'm guessing that's, yeah, that's how I'm going to take it. However they meant it. Yeah. Um, and I was telling Steen before we started recording that I was reading something earlier where this girl, um, I don't know her. It was just a random thing I was reading and she's originally from Texas, 
very south where I think even more so than coming from somewhere like Montana, I'm sure deep in the south. Yeah, I'm sure the pressure like to do all of that at a very young age is pretty fierce. And she moved to New York City to do whatever her career was that she wanted to pursue. And then anytime she comes back home, she was just mentioning and quoting like all these conversations she would have with people when she'd come back home. And a lot of them would just ask her like, oh, like you don't have kids yet like still or like you're married and just how like when she's back in New York she literally never gets asked that by anybody and it's all about like her career and like stuff like that and so I did find that really interesting because when I read that response when this person said in Montana they do and everywhere else they don't and I was like does it really matter where you are to feel that pressure and then I thought about it for a minute and it would make sense a little bit that when a lot of these people move to a bigger city like New York or even Denver or something, a lot of them are moving to start their career. Mm -hmm. They're not really going to these places to necessarily start a family. Right. Like maybe that happens eventually. Right. And so, yeah, it does make sense, I think, that like when you go back and you see more people maybe back from your hometown or for wherever, I guess, yeah, states like Texas where this girl was from, that everybody she knows is already married and already doing all of that. But then in the city, New York, where she is living now, everybody's career focused and mm -hmm. doing whatever they're doing out there, living the hustle to bustle. I think it can happen no matter where you are, but I do think there is a difference in um, bigger cities and, yeah, smaller town. Yeah. I think it's like environmental. Like mm -hmm. when you live in a smaller place, it's just kind of like everyone's doing essentially the same thing. Whereas, yeah, like you go to big cities and, or even if you come from a big city, but you move to like a small state, but like yeah, it's like I a different environment, you know? And it's like, you know, like everyone, cause sometimes, you know what, like maybe it's opposite. Maybe sometimes people's like, oh my gosh, like I come from this big ass city and everyone's just like, you have to get this job. You have to do this. And she's, and then they're like, I just want to be a cute stay-at-home wife and I want to meet my husband and I want to have a family yeah because and then they move to like a smaller town and they're like I found I found like what fulfills me so it's like I think it goes both ways it really does yeah because I think that is something you see a lot of too I think I can see myself see myself starting a family here in Denver because it's not I think as crazy as somewhere like New York City but yeah, I can't really picture a lot of people being like, I'm going to New York City to start my family. <laughs> like the actual city, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I'm heading to the Big Apple, baby, and I'm going to yeah. find me a husband. Yeah. where Or like somewhere like Los Angeles. I just don't think yeah. that's what you really hear. People move to Los Angeles to, I don't know, start acting or just yeah. do whatever they're doing, like finding their careers. So yeah, it definitely goes both ways, but I think <laughs> the pressure can come... It comes regardless. From yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> I just, I'm just seeing like <laughs> I'm hitting the Big Apple to start a family. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, has anybody ever said that? Um, but yeah, like I mean, I think we definitely went on quite a bit of a tangent here, north there, and everywhere. Mm -hmm. So we digress. Um, <laughs> honestly, I just really wanted to talk about this because, like. It was pretty triggering to just continually get asked that. After all these years. After all these years. And so, yeah, I just want to talk about it. And I hope that this kind of resonates with other people out there that are listening. And I'm sure, especially after the holidays, I bet there's 
a lot of people who right. experience what you just experienced going home for the holidays and they see family that they don't see very often. I yeah. mean, even over the summer, I saw my dad and my stepmom for like a hot second and they were totally kidding, like just the way they speak. But my dad's like, so are you married yet? <laughs> like, <laughs> and he's like, obviously kidding. And like they both are, but it is just like one of those things that... Right. Family members just love to ask about. And it's probably, well, I was going to say it's probably always coming from a good place, but I kind of feel like the tone that you were describing, it's like, I don't really know where that is coming right. from. Right. Like, I think like, the intention, love or like, I think the intention was love, but at the same time, it's also like, are you stressed about it because you're afraid that our other family members are going to think differently mm. if I'm not reaching these oh, like, milestones, yeah. you know? Like, like that you haven't done it yet. Right. Where like my other cousins are like, maybe doing that but but I will say that my cousins that I I'm I don't have a lot of cousins that I'm super close with I have one really good cousin that I'm really tight with and like her her and I are like fucking sisters but the cousins on my dad's side we've like lost touch over the years but we used to be pretty close and we still follow each other on social media and I will say it is very refreshing to see that they too are just living their best goddamn lives and just doing their thing and having cute boyfriends and girlfriends and it's like, dude, we, yes. I love that. We're cut from the same cloth, baby. So anyway, with that being said, do things on your own timeline. Don't let the peoples, the medias pressure you. You are doing great. You're here to shine. And we love everybody's journey for them. Ain't no one gonna break my stride. <laughs> Nobody gonna hold me down. Oh, no. We've got to keep on moving. And as always, you can find us on Instagram at one cute drink. I'm Christine underscore moi. And I'm at music with Mal. And if you would like to follow us on Spotify or subscribe on Apple, we appreciate you. Yes. Also, don't forget, Mal has her own podcast now. Stop it. She talks all things musica and things related to what's going on in the world at the moment. So yeah, sometimes I black out and who knows what I say, but <laughs> no, thanks. Steve. It's that gas. It's, it's funny. I awesome. mainly talk about music, but I throw in a few of my random thoughts for the day. So you guys can find that also on Spotify and Apple Pod. Um at music with mel yeah oh one last plug uh megan shout out to her yes oh her, my God. her dad started a cute podcast well her her dad and then um our friend her cousin chase i think he well he's the producer um they well, have you are so lucky to have him they have a really great <laughs> sports podcast called cutty and the cuge so fucking follow them on spotify instagram or any of your favorite streaming platforms. Yes, I love their dynamic, and I'm so happy that they're doing it. (laughs) Congrats, you guys, and check out all the things. We love you so much. We love you so much. Have a cute motherfucking day. Goodbye.